0: What's up, fight fans? It's another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I'm your host, Dan Canobio, and we have a big show for you today. Fresh off his spectacular win on Saturday night, we have Isaac Dogbe on the show today. Really good interview uh, with the up-and-coming star in the 122-pound division. Uh, He talks about uh, his upbringing, uh, being born in Africa, moving over to London, fighting in the Olympics... He's actually even going to Penn State University as a freshman. He's going to be the big man on campus. What he has in store, he wants to unify. uh, You know, big fights down the road with Oscar Valdez. Really good interview with Isaac Dogbay. Not going to want to miss that. Also, we'll review this past weekend's fights on ESPN. Uh, We saw a loaded card uh, with uh, Ray Beltran, Jose Pedraza in the main event. Uh, Pedraza came out on top. He'll go on to face uh, Vasil Lomachenko. Looks like that's going to happen December 1st at the Forum in L.A. Uh, Isaac Dogbe was also on that card. We'll we'll talk a little more in depth on that. Uh, Michaela Mayer was also on that card. Uh, Women's boxing really starting to heat up. So we'll get deep into that in our In Case You Missed It segment. Also in that In Case You Missed It segment, I've got to talk about the latest on Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. There was a little bit of uh, discussions or some rumors that the fight may not happen. Uh, I think Tyson Fury quickly put that to bed on on social media, as he usually does. So Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, we're still waiting on a date and a venue. It's most likely going to be in Vegas, either in November or December. So what does that mean for Mikey Garcia and Errol Spence? We'll talk about that in our In Case You Missed It segment. But first, we have to start with Canelo and Triple G. The biggest fight on the calendar in 2018... And it's, yes, it's a less than a month away. But you would not know that because there's been zero promotion for such a big fight. It's very strange. Trying to figure out why. And uh, this past weekend on Sunday over in uh, California, they uh, had a open workout. So finally things are starting to, to move along with this promotion. It's been very odd, very strange promotion. Uh, you know, they fought over a year ago. We all know what happened with Canelo and the and the the, uh, the failed drug test. That kind of really put a halt ...to the momentum that they had going for what was going to be a rematch on Cinco de Mayo. But we do have a fight. It's coming up September 15th on HBO Pay-Per-View. And we're starting to see things ramp up tonight, or I uh, should say what uh, today uh, as we record this. But on HBO, you will see a uh, 24-7, the first installment. And the promotion's starting to pick up, and it's been a strange promotion... And uh, you hear a lot of, of rumblings from Golden Boy, and you hear a lot of rumblings from Triple G side. You actually hear a lot of talk uh, from Giple, Triple G as he just continues this verbal onslaught uh, f- for Canelo. But, you know, a lot of times with these promotions, you can't just bank on the fact that the first fight did well, the first fight uh, had a really good number on pay per view, It did a great gate. So that means that the second fight will, you know, at least start at that number. So they can guarantee one point three or one point four million dollar pay per view uh, buys. That's really not the case. I feel like when you start a new promotion, you start from scratch. So right now, it's been strange. There hasn't been a lot of talk this summer. They don't have a, a uh, Mayweather-McGregor fight to kind of suck up all the all the attention. It's only them. You know, NFL hasn't started and it's about to pick up. The NFL is right around the corner, and once that gets going in, you know, early September. You know, that takes up a huge chunk of uh, people's attention. But nevertheless, they got together on on, on, on Sunday in California, they put on an open workout. It was really interesting for a lot of reasons. Uh, one was all the talk that came from from uh, Triple G. I mean, I had to write them down because it just was like a, it just went on and on and on. Just these verbal, verbal punches there from, from Gennady Golovkin. He just said, I'm happy to get at Canelo again. It's another big chance to beat him again. Of course I want to knock out Canelo. It would be nice if Canelo came to fight this time. In the first fight, I did not uh, feel any real power from Canelo just slaps. (laughs) He goes on to say uh, the excuses they gave, their attitude, it's Canelo's reaction. It showed that they have no respect for the sport or the fans. They are fakes. It's unbelievable. I mean, he even went on to say that, you know, I love Mexican food, Triple G said. He said, uh, I love fighting for the Mexican fans. I have Mexican blood. He's really taking this Mexican style and uh triple gene is really running with it so another thing too from for this meeting was that you know at least from what i was seeing on twitter i was not there was the fact that it looked like there was an absolute frenzy for triple g in terms of, of fan frenzy in terms of, of people wanting autographs selfies going nuts not the same for for canelo i mean canelo's image is taking a huge hit uh between the failed drug test and how he fought in the first fight I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, yes, he still has his his solid fan base of, of um, you know, Mexican fans that are always going to root for Canelo, but those guys that are on the fence, those those Mexican fans that that look for the Mexican style, the the way that Triple G fights, not the way that Canelo fights it's a counterpuncher. I mean, a lot he stole a lot of fans from Canelo. You know that has to irk uh Canelo Alvarez, but you see this Canelo, he did not want to do the standard face-off during these promotional events. They don't want to do that that, you know, that that face to face thing. I don't understand. I'm trying to come up with a reason why Canelo wouldn't want to do that, but I, I I really don't. He doesn't want to do the HBO show with Max Kellerman where they do the face where they sit backwards in the chairs and they have that, you know, dramatic, you know, uh, interviews with Max Kellerman. He don't want to, doesn't want to do that either. You know, if were up to Canelo and Golden Boy, they wouldn't do any type of promotion. I think they just really want to win this fight they desperately need canelo to win they need him to put on a good performance so they can get back on track and start printing money like canelo was doing uh previous to the triple g uh canelo fight that's it that's my two cents on triple g canelo it's the biggest fight on the the calendar right now uh you can make an argument that tyson fury and and, uh, deontay wilder you know maybe that's the second biggest fight but that's not even announced yet we have one big fight coming uh down the stretch here in the fall and it's triple g and canelo but we got a big show for you today. We got, in case you missed it, with a lot of big news and notes. And we also will talk to Isaac Dogbay, the rising star uh, for top ranked boxing.
1: So he likes to bring an end to opponents in quick fashion. And Curtis Harper has walked out of the ring. Wait, what? I cannot believe I have this. I've never seen this before. He walked out he of walked the out ring. He walked out of the ring. He's not fighting. This he guy. walked out, out of the, the ring. ring. I've never seen this before in my life. Wow.
0: Curtis Harper has the walked out of all right, another busy week in the world of boxing. It's time for, in case you missed it. No, no I can't. I can't pull a Curtis Harper and walk out on my people. I gotta get paid. Because when I walk out, I don't get paid. And if you've been living under a rock, you kind of miss what happened on Friday night on FS1 when Curtis Harper left the ring before the fight even started. Well, they rang the bell for the first round. He dipsets. He walks right out of the ring. I mean, our boy Ray uh, Flores was on the call. He's never seen it before. I've never seen it before. I talked to my dad, of uh, uh, president of CompuBox, for the last 33 years. He's never seen anything even close to that. We've seen guys, like, not come out of the dressing room. It uh, happened a few months ago with Seam Rockman uh, Jr., his uh, opponent, wouldn't come out of the ring. I'm out of breath right now. It's actually kind of pathetic. But uh, Curtis Harper... He walked out, and we tried to get the, the inside scoop on him. He sent some texts out. No one's really talking about it. We couldn't get an, in, uh, a, in, um, I got a hold of Curtis Harper. He doesn't want to talk about it, but apparently he cut his own deal for the fight. He agreed to the purse, but once he saw what he was getting paid after they he had to pay out his manager and his uh, trainer and his whole team. That's when he made a decision that, you know what, I'm going to make a stand here, and I'm going to walk out of the ring. But what he really didn't, essentially, is his career suicide. Like, no promoter. No entity now is going to let him allow him to fight again. It's, they lost a ton of money that night. It was a main event. It was on FS1. You just walk out of the ring like that? Out of control. I mean, uh, this guy, it's not like the first time he's ever stepped into the ring. I mean, he's fought uh, Gerald Washington. He's fought Chris Ariola. I mean, the guy's been in there with some of, uh, you know, there's a fringe. Chris Ariola, of course, was former champion. But, you know, there's some good fighters. It's not like he was afraid of his opponent, even though his opponent is a blue-chip heavyweight prospect. Uh, I mean, it was a wild scene. It wasn't just like making the rounds on the boxing Instagram pages and the boxing Twitter pages. This was everywhere. I mean, this was on all ESPN SportsCenter did something on it. I mean, this crosses over into the world of just truly a bizarre moment in life. Not just boxing, but you know, Larry Merchant said it best. Boxing is the theater of the unknown. And Friday night on FS1, we saw something we've never seen before. So, uh, hopefully, Curtis Harper can get everything all, all straightened out. I don't think we're going to be seeing him in a boxing ring uh, anytime soon. But that was what happened on Friday night. Saturday night at ESPN, Top Rank had another show from Glendale, Arizona. No one walked out of the ring uh, on Saturday night in Arizona. But uh, Isaac Dogbay, I mean, he stole the show on Saturday night at, on Top Rank. ESPN, I mean, the kid has the it factor. A TKO one. Uh, he knocked his opponent down two times with a devastating left hook in the first in the first round. I mean this thing was the left hook heard around the world. He said afterwards that he felt the power of god go through his left hand. He put on an amazing uh, post-fight interview with Bernardo Osuna that had me wanting more. Like I wanted to see more of, of Isaac Dog, uh, Dogbo Dogbay, sorry. It's a, it's an interesting spelling, but Isaac Dogbay, I want to see more of him. What's next for him? I mean, Ray Vargas is out there, has a title. He wants more title belts. He wants more. Right now, he's the WBO Super Bantamweight champ. He wants them all. So I feel like a lot of fans want to see him. Of course, top rank has themselves another young champion of a charismatic, what could be a superstar. The kid's only 23 years old. I want to see more of him. He was in the first Friday night. Uh, they move forward with Kayla Meyer. She looked really sharp in her uh, her win on Saturday night. She uh, Her opponent flew all the way from Hungary. And uh, she was fighting in a skirt. I mean, if you just did the eye test, which I hate to do in boxing, uh, Michaela Meyer just—she had the size advantage. I mean, she had better attire, if that, if that even matters. But she outlanded uh, Edna Kiss 66 to seven. Wow! In four rounds, that's really, really hard to do. But she's inching her way towards bigger fights, and there are some big fights out there for the women's division. It's—it's it's nice to see ESPN top rank kind of put on a women's fight because she would fight a lot on the undercards that would usually on espn plus but we're seeing this more and more showtimes is doing it with uh, shields you're seeing more and more women uh on shows and getting more and more like big time uh slots on on tv in the main event of the evening ray beltran jose pedraza a fight that had a lot of major implications. The winner of it would go up against uh, Vasil Lomachenko in December for a unification bout, uh, which means a well, million-dollar payday for both guys. So there is a big incentive for Pedraza, who's a former world champ who fought... Uh, you know, Javante Davis got taken out in like two rounds by Javante Davis. He looked to bounce back, and he did he ever bounce back? Because he picked up the, the win, a uh, decision which I thought was a lot closer than some of the cards. I saw at 117, 110 for a few cards. I didn't exactly see that. It was a close technical fight. A lot of inside fighting, a lot of grappling. Uh, but ultimately, Pedraza's jab was, was the main factor in this. He had a 62 to 18 edge. Uh, you know, Beltran just, just at the end of the rope. I mean, had a really good career, got the most out of his career that he possibly could. But you saw a 37-year-old guy who couldn't move that much in the ring, couldn't deal with the movement of Pedraza. I thought it was, you know, a terrible match, um, a matchmaking job there for for Beltran. I mean, tough, tough opponent with Pedraza. But he also outlanded Beltran 27 to 15 over the last two rounds and kind of, uh, you know, secured the win. But now we're going to see Pedraza versus Lomachenko in December. I don't think uh, Pedraza is going to beat Lomachenko. I didn't think Ray Beltran was going to beat Lomachenko, but it's a good unification bout. It'll be another uh, nice little carrot for the resume of uh, Vasil Lomachenko in December. He's coming back from a a shoulder uh, injury. In case you missed it, uh, I don't know if you ever saw this, but Sor Rungvisai, who, who says he's going to wait to eat his fried pigeon grilled rat until he wins, he's fighting in October. I didn't even know this about Sorin Visai. I know that, that in Thailand they eat some interesting things there, and uh, apparently you're eating uh, what is this? Grilled bandicoot rat and fried pigeon is a delicacy in Thailand right now. And so Sorin Visai says that he was going to wait until he wins. He wants. He said he you eat this meal every single day. He said it's my favorite since I was a kid. Reminds me of my childhood. My parents would always prepare these goodies every time they pick me up from the airport after a win. It's my victory meal. I honestly, it just sounds ridiculous. I mean, grilled bandicoot rat has become a popular delicacy in many of the provinces in Thailand, slowly turning into a lucrative industry due to its large demand. I mean, you know that Soaring Visai is now like maybe one of the most popular fighters in Thailand, so everyone wants to be like him and they want to eat the, the fried bandicoot. <laughs> I mean, wow. He's fighting October 6th. He's going to be fighting Iran Diaz. And uh, he won't be on the Superfly card, which was interesting. I guess this one championship event, will going to be held in in, uh, in Thailand, I guess they're paying him more to fight in Thailand. Maybe he just wants to stay in Thailand so he can eat that grilled bandicoot the day after. But we'll not be seeing uh, Soren Visai on the Superfly card. He's fighting October 6th. So maybe October 7th, he'll get some, uh, some fried bandicoot rat in his system and all will be well. Was soaring visa. It was had a pretty tough year. Uh, look up what happened to him with him and his girlfriend. We've all been there. So uh, if a little bandicoot rat makes him feel better, I'm all for it. Moving forward here, we got uh, Danny Garcia, not Danny Garcia, Errol Spence, and Mikey Garcia in danger of moving to 2019. This doesn't surprise me at all because this Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder locomotive is now pushing. Spence Garcia out of uh 2018 because everything we saw about 3 weeks ago before that Wilder and Fury was even uh on the radar was that Mikey Garcia and Errol Spence were most likely going to fight in December Showtime pay-per-view. I mean it was the hottest topic in boxing for a solid week, week and a half after Mikey Garcia's win uh in his last fight. But now Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, much bigger fight uh, yeah, it'll be a pay per view. It's mo- it's going to be in November, December, which is another thing we, c- we can touch on here. Is you know, it hasn't been announced yet. There are some rumors floating around there that uh, Tyson Fury's having issues and the fight is actually not going to happen this year, maybe the first quarter of 2019. Shelly Finkel, who was the manager of Deontay Wilder, quickly shot that down and said that there will be announcement coming up next week. But this is something that Frank Warren does. He kind of teases you. you know, in the ring. He wouldn't exactly say when the fight would happen, but you know, from everything I'm hearing is that Fury Wilder will happen in December and also hearing that Mikey Garcia, Errol Spence, will be tabled for the, maybe the first quarter of 2019 or maybe Mikey Garcia will, will come to his senses here and realize that there are some other winnable fights out there than, uh, rather than taking on Errol Spence. And That stinks for Errol Spence, a guy that only fought two times this year you know he had his his defense back at home in dallas in june and then first fight of the year in january uh he fought lamont peterson you know that's, that's just a guy that's in his prime now 27 years old he's not exactly you know a young up-and-coming guy now he's in the prime of his career he can't be fighting twice gonna be fighting three four times especially against some some marquee opponents so it's been a tough go of it for errol spence i certainly feel for him and uh He's got to move move forward his career. He can't be waiting on Mikey Garcia and now waiting on um, you know Sean Porter and Danny Garcia and all that. He's got to keep it, keep it going. But uh, moving forward here, in case you missed it, the weekly Manny Pacquiao update wouldn't be it in case you missed it unless we gave you a Manny Pacquiao update. Uh, apparently, uh, Eddie Hearn and the DAZN team they were in Boston promoting the uh, Demetrius Andrade uh, BJ Saunders fight and apparently some of Manny Pacquiao's uh, his team showed up and they wanted to talk to uh, Eddie Hearn. I've been saying this for the last month here on Inside Boxing Live. A Pacquiao-Dazone deal makes all the sense in the world. I'm just beating a dead horse at this point because we all want to see Pacquiao versus uh, Amir Khan, the fight that's been 10 years in the making. It can go down on DeZon. It can go down in the UK. It can finally happen. Pacquiao needs DeZon. Dazone needs Pacquiao. I'm all for this. Let's make it happen. Let's bring Manny Pacquiao to the zone and give them that splashy fighter uh, that they desperately need. That's it for another In Case You Missed It. We try to keep you up to speed here on Inside Boxing Live. Okay, our first guest here on Inside Boxing Live is brought to you by Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar, located on 35th and 7th in the heart of Manhattan. Hit them up. Uh, It's a big time for for NFL football right around the corner. We've got the baseball home stretch. So go into Jack Doyle, tell him that the Inside Boxing Live crew uh, sent you. Right now, we're going to bring in our first guest of the show. On Saturday night in Glendale, Arizona, he put on a show with a TKO-1. He is Isaac Dogway, the Royal Storm, and he joins us right now on Inside Boxing Live. Isaac, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great.
0: How do you Naho? No Naho. you neho. were you were now you were saying that
1: all
0: <laughs> uh, you were saying that all fight. I mean it took Bernardo Osuna um after the fight I said it took Bernardo Osuna a while to kind of figure out what it, what it means. Can you share with us what exactly uh Naho means?
1: You know, Naho simply means to uproot from the ground. You know, when some something is there, you are you, you are taking you you're removing it at all costs. You know, it means that whoever dies standing in front of you, regardless how strong the person is, you are never know- winning him <laughs> from the ground. <laughs> you are rooting him from the ground. I mean,
0: that's so what that's you that's did, that. too. That, that left good. hand uprooted your opponent. I mean, that was just really good work. And uh, talk to us about your performance. Obviously, you're happy with it. And, uh, how do you feel on uh, Monday morning?
1: I feel great, you know. Um, I mean, I thank God that you know, I came out of the ring safely. And he um, gave us such a spectacular knockout victory over the weekend, and um, you know the fans were amazing. Arizona fans were great. Um, they love boxing, and they love good fight. They love great fight. I also want to say thank you to ESPN for Barham and Top Rank, you know, for putting on such a great show. Um, and entire yeah, the entire global fans, you know, look, I'm so humbled by the support, and um, you know. And, and and the people of USA USA fans have been great. Um, look, I'm, I don't I don't even know how to how to say this. But I'm just so humbled and grateful for the support and the love that I have from 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 everyone.
0: All right, Isaac. After that dominating performance on Saturday night, do you feel like the fans now are going to get behind you a little more? You're going to have more support, more recognition now? Yes,
1: most definitely. You know, I saw that I'm becoming the first star Ever to come out of Africa, you know, and um, this is just the beginning. You know, we just have to keep working hard. Just have to keep on, you know, um, keep 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 keep, up, keep keep up the good work, keep knocking people out, you know, and um and 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 and, and keep um, the competition at a at 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 a high end and yeah. keep the humility, you know, and um the people, 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 they just fall in love with you. Automatically, you just have to keep doing the great work, and um, I can't wait to get back on e- um, EFCN.
0: And... Right, obviously Bob Arum is your promoter, uh, legendary promoter in the fight game. What did you know about Top Rank, and more specifically, what did you know about Bob Arum?
1: Well, you know Bob Arum. Everybody knows Bob Arum, man. <laughs> from from the days of Muhammad Ali, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, from the days of Azuma Nelson, um, he's uh, he, he's one of the best promoters. You know, one of the best of the best. Of, um, promoters in the in the business Um he's the godfather of boxing and you know me meeting him it was uh, it was uh, it was such like it was such uh, an inspiration that you know this, this man has got a great resume of fighters Hall of Fame fighters great fighters out there and uh, me meeting him and you know the way the way the way he embraced me oh man I just saw you know, and 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 the great words that he said about me—it it, was—it was amazing.
0: So, what was it like when Bob Arum made that phone call to you and told you that you were going to be part of the top-ranked family? Take us through the emotions and everything that went through that. I mean, it had to been just an unbelievable feeling to get a call from a legendary promoter like Bob Arum.
1: Well, you know, it was—it was—it was, it was, uh, it, it, it was it's everything when I was going to fight with um, Jesse Mike Delano. We knew that that was gonna be a tough fight, And mm-hmm. uh, we also knew the, um, the 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 risks and the benefits that 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 came with it, you know. So they gave us um, a three fight, a three fight option, um um three fight options. So we took it were like you know what, we we love it. We knew we were gonna, um we, we're gonna we're gonna take this fight. We're gonna knock out just like Delano, you know. My we actually said we're going to knock out just like Delano. And um, after we did, not him out, you know, doing like you know what we love how we love how you fight, we love your character, we love everything about you. So um, we we are looking forward to renegotiating with you, and we want we really wanted to be with Top so it was a great decision that you know that we took.
0: Yeah that must have been awesome. But tell us a little bit about your upbringing. I was reading up on you a little bit and I know that you were born in Ghana obviously and then uh you were actually moved to the same uh uh town as Azuma Nelson and Ike Corte. I'm sure they were heroes for you but from there you moved uh to London. Can you just give us uh a little bit about your upbringing here?
1: No, I'm 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 not from I'm not from the area where Azuma Nelson is from or where Ike Corte is from. I um I was born in Ghana mm-hmm. Anyaco in the Bota region. And um, you know, I moved to London, England at a very tender age, around like um, eight years old. And yeah, that's where I grew up, you know, had all of my, all my education and everything. That's where boxing how much of boxing started for me. And um, you know, um I had uh, I won three national championships in England. You know, before finally representing the London Central Olympic Games um, for Ghana. And yeah, everything just kind of like, you know, I had a very bad experience in Olympic Games and we, you know, um, and, you know, my corner changed and yeah, we just had to put everything behind us and look towards the future. And that's me. That was, that was me turning pro in 2013 and now um 18 years old and now world champion at 23.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, obviously you were born in Ghana and uh, you have the flag in your corner and you're very proud of that. But how, what do you identify yourself as, as a fighter? Are you more, do you think yourself as a Ghana fighter or a London fighter?
1: Well, you know, I always say that I was born in Ghana. but raised in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. You know, the Canadian country has done great to me. You go to school free, you know, everything that you do, you know, Everything is is at your disposal. That's where boxing started for me, you know, from England. And um, you know, Ghana obviously is my roots. And and, and in all things, you've got to have a a great foundation, you know. So, you know, without without your roots, then you're you're nothing. You can't. When when the wind blows, you fall. So it's great to have a great roots, Um, and also. Make the best out of everything, out of everything that you know comes 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 in your way, and the great both nations have done great to me, and I'm very very um, appreciative.
0: So, what's the boxing scene like in Ghana?
1: You know, as at now, boxing has risen. Boxing is back on on the on a global on a global stage, and we thank God that myself and my team were able to revive that. You know, to revive. Ghana boxing once
0: again I read something recently that said that you were a little upset with Ghana and the fact that you're not receiving the proper amount of recognition now do you think that will change after this performance and the fact that now you're signed with top rank do you see yourself getting some more sponsorships getting some more recognition in in your home country
1: well yeah of course um definitely you know the country Ghana they love me you know (laughs) I just the, the boxing community you know that's um I don't know the reason why, but um, maybe maybe it could be the fact that I'm not from where I'm not from I'm not from the Bukom area, you know because you know um they they um many people many people in the boxing community believe that boxing if, if, in order for it to be a great fighter so you have to come from Bukom the, the Bukom area which isn't so but, so um I've been you know Muhammad Ali isn't from Bukom. My like cousin isn't from bookum you know. Mayweather um, isn't from bookum so um, Isaac Dogbe, I'm not from bookum But look, we're doing we're doing great in the sports and um, you know, my father has has, has had to um, borrow a lot of money, you know, to uh, on this on this on this mission of us reviving boxing in Ghana, and he's he's been able to do it um, single-handedly, yeah. you know. So it's all, all it comes with a cost. And that's one thing we have to um also um have to pay back our debts, you know, which I believe that if if you if you've if you've represented a country at international level, you know, going to the Olympics and everything, sponsorship shouldn't be an issue, shouldn't be a problem, you know. But um as that now that's 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 where we are. That's that's the position that we're in at the moment. And but we know that um We've thought all things are possible. All we have to do is just keep working out, keep knocking our opponents out, and we know that, you know, um, uh, um, we'll, be, we'll, 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 be, we'll be in the right place.
0: Now, in that fight afterwards, you said that that left hand that knocked down your opponent uh, early on in round number one, you said you felt the power of God go through your left hand. If you don't mind, can you just explain what that must feel like for the fans at home?
1: Well, you know, like I said, um, everybody... Everybody can train. Everyone does training, you know. Otake is very strong, you know. Physically, he was in top condition. Everybody, you saw him, mm-hmm. you know, all his previous fights, you know, um, come hit. Even his last fight, he knocked out his opponent. And what um, one thing I always say is that it's God that gives victories. He's the one that makes champions. And um, my uncle, Prophet Wobbleho, of of the of of the ARS church you know every time I enter into a fight he puts me into confinement he prays for me and um I go out there and great things happen so walking into that for for into that four corner of the ring I know that nothing can touch me I know I, I'm going there in, in, in full confidence because um, I know that I feel strong I feel powerful and you know, the spirit of God, the spirit of our ancestors are with Ooh. me. The Holy Spirit is with me. The, war, the, the, the warrior, the war, the, war, the war spirit is with me. So all I have to do is just walk in there with confidence, walk in there in confidence and go out there and do what we have to do. And then when I threw that punch, sure. you know, I just felt that surge of, you know, power. And then the Holy Three just pushed it, you know, and then just pushed it all the way through. And, um, Saki was down. Yeah, um, I mean, it was, I felt great. I felt, I felt, I felt great.
0: All right, Isaac, so when do you want to get into the ring again? I mean, you only fought one round uh, on Saturday night. I'm sure you're, you're dying to get back in there. Do you want to fight maybe two or three more times? What are your immediate plans, uh, for 2018?
1: Most definitely, you know. Um, already, we spoke with um, Don Bob Aram. He 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 made us understand that, you know, we will be having more fights before the year before the year ends. Now, I, I don't mind. No, I'm 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 ready for even two two more fights before the year end. You know, um, even two or three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because we've trained so hard. You know, and then we came up round one. Um, yeah, so it felt more like a, a sparring session. No, my sparring sessions are even tougher. You know than than this. So um, I'm yeah. just really, really, at this moment, I'm just, I'm just enjoying you know the fights so, because so you, you you put your body through so much stress in training. I enjoy the fights more than the training.
0: What about uh making weight? Do you have issues getting down to one hundred and twenty two pounds, or is it easy for you?
1: Well, you know it's challenging a little bit, but once we get into the groups, um we keep we keep it going and so um we're looking forward to you know my, my father, my father he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. he's got his everything sorted out. He, he knows he knows about nutrition and dieting and everything so yeah, that's um we don't really have to work that much when when a fight is coming up or when the fight is announced all we have to do is just concentrate on um, losing the weight
0: right, a lot of times in boxing uh people like to jump ahead and they kind of kind of try to project where a fighter will be in the prime of his career uh and i know after the fight uh, you made it pretty clear that you want to unify 122 before maybe you move up to 126 or, or, or 130. 130s a lot of good champions out there who are some of the names that you're circling uh if you want to do unify this title
1: you know, Ray Vargas, the BBC champion. Mm-hmm. Daniel Roman, the WBA champion. Look, I'm looking for to unify against any of these, any of these guys, man. Look, they are the champions out there, you know, and um, it'll be a great fight. I know that Mexicans they love the challenge, they love to fight, and uh, and I know the fans out there will, will also want to fight. And I know I I know that um, TV loves loves great fights, yeah. you know, the best fight in the best. And then, um, Ray Vargas is a great Mexican fighter. Daniel Roman is a great Mexican fighter. And all these guys, I know they're not scared. It's just um, they are promoters that are trying to keep them, uh, try, trying to keep them um, not fighting the best spot. Look, but I know that the fighters themselves are are willing to fight. So um, whoever whoever is promoting them, they should they should, they should, they should they should make the fight happen and
0: then let's let's get the fight going let's get let's make it happen let's let's go man let's yeah. get it on no i 100% let's agree every on. no <laughs> every boxing fan would have 100% agree with what you're saying isaac let's just make the best fight the best but as you know uh the politics in boxing are just ridiculous. and But you have a good promoter with with Bob Aaron. What about a name like Oscar Valdez? I mean, I went on Twitter right after your fight, and I saw a lot of people tweeting about uh, maybe down the road one day, Isaac Dogbe versus Oscar Valdez on ESPN. I'm sure you would uh, love to have a fight like that, wouldn't you?
1: Look, I would love that fight. I would love that fight. When that day comes, everyone will know that I come from a warrior family. You know, Oscar Valdez fought um, Scott Craig, right? Yeah. And um Scott Scott Scott, Craig, Scott Craig fought Hidnori Otake, right? Mm-hmm. Um Ohtake, Ohtake took Scott Quick to um twelve rounds. And um, Scott Craig took um Valdez to twelve rounds, right?
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So when Isaac Douglas faces Oscar Valdez, you know, you are, go, you, are going, you are going to know. You are going to witness the power and the strength of God, you know, coming into the fight. And um, everybody is going to be want, uh, wondering, who the hell is this young kid? <laughs> who the hell is this little man? You know. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I love it. You know. I love. I love the challenge. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, the best have to fight the best. You know. Once, once, once we get in there with a formidable opponent, we get in there with someone who's equally as good, someone who can also once we get into 50-50 fight, that's what brings that warrior, you know, um personality out out of you. That's what brings that, that that sort of thing out of you. That's what wants wants you to um you know, wants you to to, to get. That's what puts you into the groove. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just you're willing to you're willing to even die in the ring. That's that. Is that, that sort of feeling that we want, and that's what the fans want to see. Everybody wants exciting fights, you know. What What's better than two people staying in the ring and going toe to toe? You know, it's like uh, it's like a Hollywood movie. Yeah. You, know, you see the, blood, the, the 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 blood splashing everywhere. You know, that's the sort of you know, things that we want to see, man. We love it. It brings adrenaline out of you. You know. So yeah, I would love I would love it, man. I know Valde, Valdez is a, is a great fighter. He's also a top rank. Mm-hmm. You know, you know he's strong. He's a young man. So yeah, it will be, it will be exciting. It will be. Uh, look, it will be. It will be a great fight. Right now, you know, um, at this minute, we just want to unify the, the 122 division and then move up to um, 126. But whoever, you know, whatever um, decision. Um, 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 comes up with and rising star up promotions come up with um, you know yeah that's what that's what that's that's what we'll go with you know, so who are
0: some of the fighters that you grew up liking Isaac? I mean, you had this warrior mentality, so clearly you're a student of the game, who are some of the fighters that you grew up watching that you had your dad uh put put in front of you
1: you know, my father got me into boxing and um you know he's the one. He double as my trainer, and um, yeah, I looked up. He, he, he always made me he, he always made me watch a lot of great fighters: Eliza Azuma Nelson, Eliza James, Eliza Tony, um, a <laughs> view of Mayweather, uh, Muhammad Ali. You know, you watch uh, you watch Roberto Duran. You know, a Cesar Chavez. You know, Johnny Tapia. You know, so we watched watch many many fighters. You know, and also it brings. You know all the taxes you have to you, you're able to take something from each fighter and 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 bring it all together into one you know and 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 mold in, into in, into one and yeah, um I love it you know some 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 of them, you know Mike tyson, some of them you can you can just stand there and take a show of their head, you know stick their head out. um Ivana Holyfield, you know um golden boy. You know many, many many of these guys you know they're great fighters and yeah, really look really look um we really look up to them I love them.
0: All right so it's clear you're a big fan of the sport so well uh, let us just say you're a spectator. You can get any ticket out there right now any fight that's not made or maybe it is made. Which fight do you want to see the most?
1: Ah oh, man. Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Oh wow. I think that would be that would be a hell of a fight. Who
0: do you like in that one?
1: Ah uh, man, I would say made the best one win, but look, Diplomatic look, answer. I know, I know, I know. Anthony Joshua is is, is, a, is, a, is a puncher, he's a puncher, you know. Yeah. If if Anthony doesn't not get Wada out, what um, um will we'll win that point. Okay. That's what I'm
0: saying. All right, we got Triple G and Canelo coming up in uh, mid September, probably the biggest fight on the calendar. Who do you like in that one, Isaac?
1: I'm a big fan of Canelo. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Canelo, right? so um, I'm, I'm going for Canelo.
0: I see a lot of people are picking uh, Canelo in this rematch, and, and that has to do with his youth. But he also hasn't been in the ring in over a year. Do you think ring rust is going to play a role uh, in this upcoming fight?
1: Well, you know, look, when a fighter when a fighter is not um, hasn't been um, in a ring for 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 a year, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not working behind closed doors mm-hmm. because you are firing, you know. All the sometimes the sparring sessions are more brutal than the fight itself, you know. So they're able to sharpen the tools. It, everything comes in with his camp, you know how they are, how they are treat, how they are training him. So that shouldn't be a problem. If, for example, if I wasn't, if I had not if I hadn't um, been in the ring um, for for a year. My father, I think the way my father will train will be, will be, be, it will be the same. Like we would be preparing for a fight, so the sparring and the pad work and all the training will, um, will shadow the fact that we are going to fight. So you just you, you be prepared, you know, that shouldn't be a problem. Okay. You just you go out there. Once you get into the ring, you get into the arena. You know, you, you know, you've got that past experience already. So you, you, you even feel more refreshed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you're know, tired that life of fight, so I don't think it would be, be a problem.
0: Isaac, do you have dreams of ever uh, moving to the United States? Uh, I know that you've fought here a few times, so where would it be? Where would you like to settle down if you do make the
1: move? Well, you know, I was, I was based in California. <laughs> you so like it there, right? Sometimes I loved it in California. <laughs> and um, right now, this, uh, at this moment, I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania um because um i'll be going to um penn state university um oh. m- next year well, Oh you're, so, you're going to
0: penn state college right
1: yeah main campus oh yeah.
0: wow man you go is this your first time i mean you, you, have you taken college courses before or are going to be going in as a freshman
1: as a freshman,
0: yeah. Wow, you're gonna be the big man on campus. Not many uh freshmen walking around that campus have fought on ESPN with uh knocking people out. <laughs> so are you looking forward to being on campus? You know, Penn State, that's a really big school, top football team, you know, you gotta be looking forward to to getting to Happy Valley. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went there, yeah. I went there, I went there before before the fight. You know, just a tour around the place, man it's beautiful. Wow. And um yeah. Right. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait, you know. You know, so we, are, we always, you know, the family I come from, although we are warriors, they also take a lot of value in education, so I've got to make, you know, the two, the two work hand-in-hand. That's really cool. That's
0: really cool. And I heard Nothing. you say on uh, on Saturday night, you were talking to Colm already, you, you brought up a Bugatti. Are you going to show up on campus at Penn State <laughs> with the Bugatti?
1: <laughs> that, that. That's a Bugatti that I messed up man. <laughs> that got you carry tri tricky man, you know. That's a three point yeah. five million dollar um, car. <laughs> so so um um I think I think um the um you know he asked me to he asked me to spell Bugatti <laughs> and then he gave me a Bugatti. And um, you know, I was like you know, I thought it um uh D U G G A. M uh, T I. Boom! It's like, no, 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 no,
0: finish. Isaac Dogbay, uh, you are the man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, good luck in your fall semester at Penn State, and we got to get you back on the program soon.
1: Thank you, thank uh, you. But you know, all this, all, all this is just, it's just, uh, just, uh, just, uh, just fun and games. You know, fun and jokes, and um, you know, the the uh, our main um our our, our our main purpose is to is to give back to humanity. I believe that that's our services. Our our service to God is to serve humanity, and um, you know, really looking forward to um, you know um, giving back to society, you know, because ultimately there there are less privileged people who are out there that need more, you know, more than than more than what they what they have right now.
0: Awesome mentality. I 100% agree with you, Isaac. I really appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. Uh, take care. God bless.
0: That's it for another edition of Inside Boxing Live. A special thanks to our guest, Isaac Dogbay for coming on the show. Great job from our super producer, Nick Canobio. But before we say goodbye, we have to honor the life of Senator John McCain, who passed away over the weekend. You all know the life story of uh, Senator John McCain fighting uh, in the Navy. Uh, he was a prisoner of war for over five years in, the, in uh, Vietnam. Just an unreal story, a uh, great character, and uh, he served his country Uh, Really well, and uh, a lot of people don't know that he was the boxing senator. He was a huge boxing fan growing up He actually participated in a lot of gold glove events. He also fought in the Navy He was a coach in the Navy and that just went on after he returned home uh, To the United States and he became a senator in Arizona He was very involved in the sport of boxing a lot of people don't even know that it was Senator John McCain Who was behind the Muhammad Ali act? that we see in boxing today, which helps boxing, gets full disclosure for, for boxers. Before this, promoters, managers, they didn't have to disclose the amount of money that a show was making. They didn't have to disclose the amount of money they were getting from a network. But once the Muhammad Ali Act came into place behind Senator John McCain, fighters now knew exactly how much the, the managers were making, the promoters were making. So uh, he wanted to do this. He wanted to, a huge boxing fan, our friend of the show, Lou DiBella, uh, who got to know... Uh, Senator John McCain in the late 90s when he was at HBO, they became friends. They worked tirelessly on the, on the uh, Muhammad Ali Act. There was actually a time where Senator John McCain wanted to be the, the commissioner of boxing. They, uh, he actually brought it to the Senate floor or wanted to bring it to the Senate floor. You fast forward to 2012, uh, Manny Pacquiao vs. Tim Bradley, the, their first fight, a fight that everyone knows that, that uh, Manny Pacquiao won. He was so pissed off with the decision on that that he wanted to bring it to the Senate floor. So that was like the, 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 side, the side story of, of John McCain that not a lot of uh, fans knew about. You know, he was a big sports fan, but the guy loved boxing. And of course, uh, what are the odds that uh, they were in Glendale, Arizona, the home state of uh, Senator John McCain uh, on Saturday night for ESPN Boxing? They did the customary uh, ten bell salute uh, for a man that uh, served his country and was a friend of boxing. We'll see you next week.